You go inside the cage. Cage goes in the water. You go in the water. Sharks in the water. Our shark. Alrighty, Dark Carousel Podcast fans. We are on another adventure today. We are going to be talking to Morbid FX. And I guess we'll include that snacks guy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dark Carousel Podcast, where we talk about Han special effects and everything Han related. So, this is episode four for season two, right? Yes, sir. Wow. We are uh, snags. Fucked up time schedules. Hey, here. that's my fault. I could have sworn I said so, seven o'clock. We are actually a little bit behind already, so we're gonna call this gentleman. His name is Scott. I'm messaging him, calling now, calling Scott from Morbid FX. Get his number, and here we go, fellas. Hello. Hello, Scott. This is Arthur from Dark Carousel Podcast. How are you doing? Yes. <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> okay, this is Arthur. Yes. Yep. This is uh, this is Arthur right here, and then right next to me is my partner Steve. Hello, Steve. <laughs> What's up, Steve? Uh, I'm I'm here. So, <laughs> sorry for the miscommunication. We've uh, done like four and a half, five interviews today, and uh, again, we thought it. Again, he had six thirty, and I had seven. We're we're all over the place today. Yeah, that's my fault. I'm so sorry, Scott. No problem. No well, problem. Morbid FX. That's awesome. Yes, sir. That's a that's a great, great, wonderful name for we. Uh, uh, we've been checking out your stuff in between our interviews today, and uh, I definitely like it. I love the selection. Yeah, it's, it's Thank old. You. It's a uh, really old school um, stuff, and like I'm, I'm all about it. And we read about your story, and why don't you tell us a little about yourself before we get into this interview? Um, well, let's see, I've been uh, probably in the entertainment field for somewhere over 30 years at this point. Um, started off in New York, doing a lot of low-budget films, things like that, TV commercials. Um, hooked up with a gentleman by the name of Carl Polino. And we created a studio that lasted about five and a half years called Special Effects Workshop. And we had quite a plethora of clients, let's say, from anything from MTV, which was Celebrity Deathmatch. We did for about four years of 3,500 puppets and a ton and a half of mold. And that's not an exaggeration, but that's what we bought in plaster. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're talking about like the Celebrity Deathmatch? Yes, sir. Yes, Holy sir. crap. Uh, almost every single puppet in the show we did. Uh, two of the rings we built on, uh, I think, a couple other sets. Um, shit like that. We also did, uh, I think, a Goosebumps traveling show. We did, just did a, a whole bunch of different kind of all-over-the-place wow. jobs because uh, in Manhattan, uh, we were in a perfect spot to be competitive. Yeah. Because a lot of these clients are they're lazy. They don't want to go out of town. They don't want to go to Staten Island, you know, Brooklyn, wherever the hell. Uh, and a lot of the studios are out of the city. Cause they're yeah. But, you know, um and did that for a number of years, and then family uh, So I started trying to find work here. I worked at uh, Cedar Point for about a year uh, in their haunted Halloween weekend. Okay. Uh, and then uh, started working with uh, Terror Park here, and jumped from there to um, Trailer Fears, and um, then Carnage Haunted House. That was the last one. I mean, I bounce around all over the place because I do anything from prosthetic application to painting to. You know, I'm a 
was a performer, I'm getting to the point now where I'm just getting too old for that shit. So. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel that 100%. I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. but uh, So you I'm have – there's no actual dedicated haunt you're actually working for full-time? Not anymore. No. Okay. Okay. Cool. It was hard to turn a house because I was just, you know, I was really invested in that. And then uh, a couple of years back, it just – it hit me physically that uh, um, I can't do the – the crazy running around like I used to every night for five hours. Yeah, yeah. Stand there for two hours doing makeups and stuff like that. So, but definitely the celebrity. De- when you said celebrity deathmatch, dude, that brought a that brought a smile to my face, dude. I literally <laughs> loved that show. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was that was that was so funny. My parents would not let me watch that, but I watched it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only clever. They come on, and they're tearing each other to pieces. But- dude, I loved it. It was great. And then just some of the matchups himself, you would like seriously think about it. Like, would that, man, what would that really be like in real life? But it, yes. <laughs> and then uh, right. the referee, uh, Mills Lane, <laughs> Judge, dude. Yeah, he was hysterical. Dude, that, literally, that shit was hilarious. I, when you said well, that. Especially since he's a real person and you actually seen some footage of him doing some of that shit. Yeah. It's even funnier. Yeah. Oh man! But yeah, when you said that, that blew my mind because, like, as I'm reading on the profile, I didn't see that. So that's awesome, though. That, I mean, that me and him just looked at each other like, dude, that's awesome. You know, celebrity death match. Yes. that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> what got you into the special effects? Well, I'm I'm gonna have to blame it on Universal, you know, <laughs> Frank the Bobby, Wolfman, Dracula. You know, all of those, and growing up watching that. And, course having my dad being a sarcastic acting right next to me watching the wolfman going hey we'll get a terrible album out there you know stuff like that yeah. going up with that but um that's kind of what did it and then plans of the apes and man of a thousand faces kind of cemented it for me okay because i was like okay then i started seeing like behind the scenes of like the list of Adrian messenger and shit like that there were these big makeup sets where there's all kinds of crazy shit going on yeah and then i started reading about john chambers and rick baker and Everyone else involved in the industry, and I was like, "Damn, that's the shit I want to do, man!" Yeah, oh, I just started practicing and talking to some people and trying materials, and you know, lots of time spent. Now, would you have ever thought you would get where you're at today? No, no. Um, honestly, uh, being a, uh, someone who artistic-wise wanted to be able to create something, but wasn't sure how to do it, and techniques and materials and shit like that, and then I started. Uh, I guess just I'm a firm believer that when we make a decision, no matter what it is, a concrete decision, things happen yeah. like iron filings to a magnet kind of thing. So when I finally did, it kind of directed me in the direction I guess I was meant to go. Yeah. Now so, you were recently at a convention, right? Yeah. Uh, what convention was that? We were at Hell City. Where's that located? Tattoo Festival. That was in uh, the Hyatt over the weekend from Friday. Saturday, uh, excuse me, Friday to Sunday, this past weekend, okay. uh, Tattoo Festival, and selling a lot of the product that I, I create and talking to a lot of fun people there. Now, I see a bunch of your sculpts on Instagram, man. Those are those are really cool. Those are actually really... Thank you. Um, now, with those masterpieces, are those like the t- from the top of your brain? You just start creating something, or are you like look at some, something? Um, some, uh, just for the fun of it, uh, I work for Ruby Costumes as a new product designer, uh, fabricator for about three years. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I had created anything from like cute little candy dishes that made me want to vomit. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do scary. I want to do gruesome. You know, to me, it's more fun. 
But right. I did it, and okay, and my boss was like constantly telling me, "I'm going to get you to do cute if it kills you," because he knew I hated it. Yeah. But again, you know, it's a survival job in the respect of doing what we do so that we can go have fun. Um, but it kind of turned me in the direction of like, okay, yeah, being open. In other words, I can't lock myself into this is all I'm going to do. It's like, well, shit, I got to pay bills. Okay, make a candy dish. Fine, just you know, do it and get on. Yeah. And that was kind of what. What helped in that thought process, so it allowed me to kind of bounce all over the place, and then just doing a lot of sculpture. Um, in the past three years, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of commission work coming in. Yeah, part of it's from Instagram and people seeing that. Uh, there's a gentleman that I've been working with for about five years now, doing huge cosplay pieces for him. So I'm sure he's probably had a heart attack a couple of times dealing with these pieces because they were so damn big. Mm. Um, but uh, it, it's allowed me to do some really crazy stuff. I have a client right now. I'm doing six separate masks for only one off. That's all he wants. Uh, it started because about a year ago, I did um, a mask for him. That, uh, uh, you've heard of Ben Cooper masks? Mm-hmm. The old vacuum form ones? He wanted a mask in latex done in the same style as Ben Cooper. So this is Dracula who had a bat slapped across his face like he ran into him. Okay. I was really goofy. And he was happy with what I did. And so he hit me up about uh, two months ago and said, are you interested in doing some more? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Does, does a mouse like cheese? Of course. Come on, man. Um, and he'd say, well, how weird are you willing to go? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't gotten there yet. You know, let's go. Come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he started suggesting things, two of which um, I just finished recently. Um, I think I may have posted sculptures. One was of a person with a really kind of a creepy smile. They had jigsaw puzzle flesh and keyholes for eyes. Oh, my. And then the second one was, uh, looked like a cracked riverbed. It's all dried and, you know, splintered and stuff like that. Yeah. With flowers for eyes. Now, is that one on your Instagram also? I think I, I either I posted them or I was planning on it. I'm not sure. I think one I posted them, but uh, uh, the most recent ones. Okay. But again, it's like, okay, sure, no problem. Mm. I just told him I won't do a Hitler mask. Somebody asked me that years ago, and yeah, I'm just not into that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know there are some people into that shit. That's fine. Whatever. I'm oh, just not going to do it. Okay, so I'm looking at the actual sculpt itself right now. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's actually brilliant. Now, that's another thing I was looking at, just some of your sculpts here. Are you a type of artist that actually has to sit down and draw and sketch everything out on paper, or do you just literally dive right into yeah. the clay and sculpt? I, I really really love just diving right in because I'm an incredibly impatient person <laughs> and sketching. I, there are times where I'll, I'll have a concept and I'll sketch it out just for my, you know, trying to nail it down. But if I can actually get clay and just start diving in, it's much faster. Yeah. Now, do you, you know, drawing it's one, maybe two dimensions, depending on how good you're I'm not that good an illustrator. So clay is much faster. You know, it becomes almost liquid. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make it, but in the sense of that, it's just very, it's almost like a, like butter, like putty when I get it to the right consistency so I can make it flow pretty quickly. Now, do you prefer water base or oil base? Um, well, it depends on the project. Um, these ones, in the past five years, I've gotten really heavily into using what's called monster clay. Yes. From um, Monster Maker? Monster Makers. I love this shit. Yes. Because it has a certain texture to it. It's more of a wax in a lot of respects, than standard clay, like water base or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it allows me to do 
the incredibly fine detail that I love getting in there and doing and not have to go back and rework it and stuff like that, like some other clays, like permaplast, which was, used to be clean clay. I work with that as well. If it's a bigger piece that's a little faster to work with, I know a lot of people prefer when it gets bigger to start using water base. Yeah. I just, it gets a little dummy and, you know, I prefer to have a cleaner surface while I'm working. And it's just my, my thing, but uh, it really depends on the project. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you um, actually mold the, the live cast? Yes. I create the live cast. I do the sculpture. I make the mold. I run the foam. Latex, all that shit. Now, when, when was the process of live casting? That's is that the is that is that pretty confusing? Because like Mr. Sweets and I, well, Steve, um, we um, we currently have like a production part of the podcast, well, like of Dark Carousel. I'm sorry, where like we take right now we create like scrap mask and uh, we take foam prosthetics and we turn them into mask, which is just simple, uh-huh. easy stuff. But we really want to start touching base into sculpting because like i i'm i'm an actor at land of illusion in milltown ohio and i'm also a makeup artist and um it's a great place and um you know with with our makeup team they they do all these crazy stuff but no one's actually sat down with us and like because like again like i've been i've been hon acting for going on this is my 16th year and then this is my third year uh, being a makeup artist and the only reason they picked me is because I'm more of a, uh, a haunt makeup artist. I, cause I've always done my own makeup, uh, for all the right. years I've been haunting. So they just love the fact of how I brought my own grunge into the haunt world. It's just because like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a makeup artist. I'm just a haunt makeup artist. I, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm just gruesome. I'm just, I know how to be scary and stuff when, we have our other right, well, makeup artists that, you know, went to school and done all this other stuff where I'm just literally just, I'm, I'm a haunt actor that just does makeup. Dude, 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 I never went to school for this shit. I thought about <laughs> it years ago to, to Blasco, but it was like, again, uh, $14,000, which was like, oh, yeah, that yeah, was back yeah. in the day. That's a yeah. lot more now. <clears throat> but uh, for me, I just started talking to people. And like I said about the iron filings is when you make a decision on certain things, you're like, Oh, I know this guy. Who knows this guy? You know, I mean, it's weird shit. So that's how it worked for me. But keep at it, man. Shit. Um, I'd, I'd love to, to come out and run you guys through the paces one day of doing something if you want to work something out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Are you I'm located in Ohio? Yeah. What kind? Are you located in Ohio? Yes, I am. At, uh, just outside of uh, Columbus. Oh, well, so you're, you're... Well, shit. You're right next door. Yeah, you're like maybe right, like, exactly. like two hours away from that. us. That's not bad. That's not long, <laughs> Yeah. So, so I have to say, um, come February, I am relocating to Oregon. Okay. okay. So uh, my parents are not doing well, and my sister moved out there a year ago, and we're trying to help out, and you get it. Oh, well, definitely the best of luck with that, man. Yeah, I definitely, before well, before um, that that happens. I mean, even before haunt season, because I'm not involved in a haunt, Yeah, I've got time. Yeah, absolutely. You that, let me know what you guys want to do. Yeah, that would, that would honestly be... Like very helpful and um, great. Just to actually sit down with somebody that actually knows what they're doing. <clears throat> well, I know a little bit. I don't know if I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing. I'm just you're playing, doing, man. Having fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, again, from what we're seeing, you're doing pretty damn good. So yeah, that's well, that's well, the best thing. Fine, fine. I appreciate that. Now, with um, <laughs> when you get done with your finished product and stuff, what is your go-to paint company that you enjoy? Well, it depends on the final product, what it is. If it's latex and monster makers, uh, they're, um, they're, uh, it's pretty much, it's, a uh, like, a, I want to say an ink 
made for latex. Okay. That's one of my favorites because it's, uh, the pigments are nice and strong. Um, I can mix them pretty well. Uh, I can airbrush it if I want to, which I don't like doing because the clogs the airbrush on that. But, yeah. Now, but, um, with that, with Monster Makers, though, do you have problems mm-hmm. with their red? Uh, yeah. uh, every time I've it's ordered it, pitches. it's pink. Uh, it's pink. Huh. And I've even like had like FaceTimed them. I've talked to several people up there, and they at first they thought I was like full of shit, and they like act like I was lying. Like Pepto Bismol. But every bottle I've ever received from them, it looks like Pepto Bismol, and I've like put out samples for them. I've painted several sheets of latex for them, and it's like almost a pink. And they tell me like wow. I, I'm not shaking it right, dude. I'm not again. Dude, that's bullshit. After the, how, how many times it's like? <laughs> yeah. How many times you've had them ship it to you now? Uh, how many times? It's been, I've had three bottles. And um, again, the yeah, only thing I did is, I've just, I've literally had to mix it with other stuff to get it to come to right. a red. And then they act like I'm retarded and I don't know how to do anything. Now, granted, I'm not, again, I'm not a skilled artist like yourself. But again, when it comes to paint, I know basic stuff of shaking or stirring. Right, and you know what color is. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, no wrong. And you know what you want. All, all the other colors I've um, used have came out fine, but just for some reason I've had right. red. That's been a problem. The only one I've had issues with is the white. Hmm. Every once in a while, the pigment's like real Yeah, thin. and it turns tan. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, right so, now, um, mine is about six months old, and I, I constantly, like once a week when I'm down here, if I'm not, like, if I'm not busy in the studio and I'm kind of slow, I'll still kind of uh-huh. come down and try to keep them mixed up that way i know they're still okay yeah, yeah. but i noticed like yeah, you said that's weird man the white you know what you can do next time what's that um get yourself uh the color of acrylic paint you want mm-hmm. and mix it in oh, okay okay i mean you're gonna lose a little bit of the yeah. plasticity but you'll get the color you want yeah. um and always remember standard rule of thumb anytime you paint something like this using any of the colors it's going to be two to four shades darker than what you're looking at. Okay. Because usually the base lightens it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not and nice. uh, I did use a bunch of red on the um, cosplay things of um, high school, something that the anime that I don't keep up with. My daughter's like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm like, yeah, good. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> uh, uh, that I had to use, um, I was using EVA for a lot of it, and I wanted to get this almost new car look to it. So I coated it with uh, the Monster Maker Red. It worked okay, but it took a lot, a mm. lot of coats. Whereas the black that I used, that was like two coats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> but uh, that's that's the main go-to one for that for um, uh, makeup and stuff like that. It's usually I'll use like an alcohol base or something like that, mm-hmm. or I use uh, like my favorite, uh, just it's a pain in the ass to clean out of the airbrush is uh, European body art for uh, airbrushing for haunts and stuff like that because it's got great staining power. Sadly. Um, when I was working at there, there's a local haunt here, uh, Fear Columbus. Mm-hmm. It used to be um, 13-4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They bought out from 13-4. Oh, that's um, who bought them out. Yes. Nick and Cass, nice people. And they run a decent show. It, it's fun. I mean, they, it's a lot of quality-looking product. Um, and uh, they actually tried to cut back on the makeup by mm-hmm. doing a lot of silicone masks, which I totally get that. I know how much the, a pain all the makeup aspects is. But uh, somebody forgot to tell some of their performers to use alcohol to take the makeup off. Oh so I come in there on a Friday, one weekend, come in the next weekend, they're so, oh, I was like, oh, shit. 
it won't come off. Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to tell him that or somebody else was like, yeah, you take an alcohol wipe and yeah, anyway. Swipe your face um, Yeah, European body art got some good stains on her. No, at land, at land we use, um, I think, I know we use graffiti FX and we use um, Pro Air. They're not. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I did some, actually did some work with Donna Nowak years uh, years ago. Um, I haven't had a chance to use that stuff yet. How is it? It's not bad, honestly. Um, I, I graffiti FX. It's not my favorite. They like two years ago, um, the lady that owns the company, um, she had a wonderful product that year for some reason. It was like perfect, so we like obeyed it. We loved it. We loved every moment of it. And then like last year, it just it just seems like it was like really watered down well, and it, it, it cracked. I don't know what stuff you guys used when you blacked my eyes ah. out, but that shit about took my breath away, man. I couldn't breathe. For that, like, that was probably the pro air. The pro <laughs> air is honestly damn uh, yeah. the best. Stuff that was like that mace, was. man. I couldn't breathe. I mean, she says <laughs> she goes close wow. your eyes. She goes the black over my eyes real quick, and like literally, it took my breath away and i was like wow <gasps> it is a quick I, I, I mist the, right the first question is, is what's the pressure she using well and uh yeah that, that's stuff i mean a lot of the times at carnage we've been using neuron because it comes off easier if it's a liquid neuron liquid makeup thin down with mixing liquid yeah and we just airbrush that on yeah yeah it's not the greatest but it comes off easier <clears throat> well with um land evolution um, they jerry-rigged this massive compressor and hooked up these air hoses and stuff. So there's no control. And, like, we've we've explained to our maintenance guys, like, guys, like, we need a certain amount of pressure. You guys are giving us, yeah. like, 100 PSI when all reality oh, we do – yeah, we are <laughs> blasting people. Well, it, it all depends where you're at, though, because certain booths, yes, are blasting. But then if you're the last table at the end – they're barely blasting. Like a, and that's it? Yeah. Yeah, but in, in all reality, oh, that's, that's, that's where the best guns are at. So, and it's, uh, I, I don't wow. know, understand. Now, speaking of guns, um, what gun do you prefer? I recently just got for Christmas an Iwata Eclipse, and I haven't uh, used it, it yet. It's one of the best. I haven't it used it yet. one of the best on the market. And Mr. Sweets has, but I have not yet, which I'm kind of jealous. I got it for Christmas, and I, I what is your ideal gun? Gravity fed or I would be the Iwata HBPC or the Iwata Micron. Okay, those are the two best. I mean, they don't make the HBPC anymore. It's the uh, is the Revolution or the Eclipse, which are pretty damn close to that. Those are the ones that I've been using for twenty some odd years now. Okay. Now, My have you have, have because, you used Posh? Uh, uh, I know there are people who like Posh, but. Well, the gentleman uh, we, we talked to, to earlier, he said he couldn't stand them. He said they were junk. And I was well, like, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, we used to call them push shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because you spend more time cleaning than yeah. you do using them. And yeah. it's like, dude, you want to be working. You don't want to be standing there for half an hour plunging it with a with a little brush. And yeah. doing this. I mean, and also, the main thing I love about it, I want it, is the weight. It's counterbalance. Yeah. The butt oh, end, which I know some people like to take off. That's the, the weight that keeps it balanced. Whereas Pache, it's, it's fun heavy because it's got this hollow plastic butt-end piece that it, it just it doesn't allow you to really... See, the key thing for me, airbrushing, I, I try and do it fairly quickly. And if I'm using something that's not as well balanced, it uh, I have a tendency to drop it. I have a carpal tunnel. But still, it's like, you know, trying to hold it. Whereas the, the I want, I don't have a problem with that. It's just right in my hand and... It's perfect. Like, like 
the fence over is supposed to be there, you know? <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, Pache, Pache, Sarah Chandler, um, even Kodak. Do you remember Aztec? Uh, for some or reason, it seems like I've seen that on back. eBay. Oh, dude, stay away from it. <laughs> okay. It's like getting the can of Propel yeah. that starts to freeze about halfway through, through a paint stroke. You're like, like oh, fuck, <laughs> well, can't freeze it up. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's the nightmare of dealing with that kind of shit. That's why I finally got a uh, compressor with a reserve tank, got a little muffler on the side, so it's not too loud, yeah. and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, right now I have two small, just standard compress compressors that just go with the guns that we have. And right. uh, the basic ones that we run for the most part are just the cheap, genuine Mastercrafts or Master Airs. Right. We have those. They, If I buy the high-end ones, they do okay for the most part. Now, again, he just got his Iwata, so, again, I'm going to slowly invest into putting those in place of the Mastercrafts, or Master Airs, I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I would like to do that, but also another thing, too, um, what's your experience with silicone? I've got a lot of small stuff. Just to take one quick step back on the airbrushes, there's another type that is a lot cheaper it still does the same thing. I'm not exactly sure where to get them. They're called Peak. It's, I think, the Peak X3 or X4. Mm-hmm. They're black anodized. They're yeah. badass. You can still get the line quality that you can get with an Iwata. Okay. They're a good workhorse, but they're about 50, 60 bucks. Okay. Top. Well, again, versus 100 and something. Yeah, I'm slowly, again, We what we do do is mainly latex, 98% latex stuff. But I would love to jump into the silicone world and I've experienced a little bit of it. Um, like I was telling the earlier interview we had with another gentleman, I recently, per- well, this past year, I can't say recently, past year I bought some stuff from Shattered FX, some of their damaged mold stuff that came out and uh-huh. was torn, and they couldn't sell as an actual mask. So they leave it as a, it's just white. It's just platinum silicone. They never painted it. They uh-huh. didn't do nothing because they couldn't sell it as a technical mask. So they sold it. Right just as whatever, as a practice thing. So I bought them super cheap. So I bought two, and I just wanted to start practicing and see what I could do and see if I could actually make it a functioning mask again. So I started in that process. Once I received them, I went with, uh, the what is it, Um, Silpoxy. Uh, I went through them, and I also bought that, uh, the dragon skin or whatever it's called off the top of my head. It's all done by Silpoxy. It's all made by them. But anyhow, okay. I actually started trying to figure out how to rebuild where they tore out. Okay. And then I had to go learn the process of painting silicone. The pigments. And the okay. pigments. So I got that down. But I noticed when you're trying to paint silicone, there are so many different techniques compared to latex where silicone. Oh, yeah. I had to buy toline to thin it out. I learned that. So I got that all thinned out. That stuff is some dangerous stuff. Oh, dude, that shit's... Dude, it eats plastic like no other. So I actually had to get some mason jars to keep the tallene in. Wow. Then, as far as when you're painting, I didn't know there's another chemical you have to add to make it matte. Because everything I was painting was shiny, and I didn't want shiny. Yeah. So, again, it's a learning process for me, so I didn't know if you had any other tips on that. Well, um... I've been using a lot of smooth-on products for years just because they're idiot-proof. Yeah. 
uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to anybody. It's just that, you know, it's too easy to fuck shit up when it comes to silicone. Right. Yeah. You know, you fart in the wrong direction and the shit will never cure. It's yeah. that sensitive sometimes. Um, but what I've ended up doing is using their psycho paint, which is a, a silicone base, mm-hmm. and then adding the, the pigments, the silpakes that they, they use with it. And just thinning that down with a little bit of it, either hexane or xylene. Okay. It's nasty shit. But I do it in small batches. Now, I haven't airbrushed in it yet, but I've been told a lot of people like to prefer to airbrush oil paint mm-hmm. with a little bit of Japan dryer or something like that in it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I'm running that through an airbrush. Yeah. Japan dryer, it's a lacquer thinner, unless you're using, or a lacquer rather, unless you're using a lot of thinner, yeah. which is also toxic fumes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's the experience I've had with it. Um, okay. I'm slowly working into that direction again because the cost on that shit is so real prohibitive for oh, yeah. big amounts to, oh, to yes. do a full head Silicone yes, but, um, is five like, times more than For latex. like a five-gallon yep. bucket of silicone, and like A and B yep. is like $500 plus. It's stupid. Yep. But, don't get wrong, you're going to make way more profit off that mask than a silicone. Or latex. Or you're going to get one that's going to last a long time so you don't have to buy another one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, and here's my thing on that. Me, unlike Snags, or Arthur, over here, I, I've been always big in the mask. For the 30 years I've been haunting, I've always had mask. I paint once in a blue moon for certain characters, uh-huh. but 90% of my stuff is all silicone, and I buy from Immortal. I cool. love Immortal. Yeah. Their stuff is just like, cool. I, I don't know why. Like, I've oh, had other I stuff. Mean- but Andrew and company, they're uh, they're amazing sculptors to start with that, and they're awesome designers. Yeah, I mean, I've seen uh, some of the other companies that are out there. Funny thing being, TFX, they were the the progenitors of all this shit. Yeah, and they couldn't keep up. No, no, it's like with like when you I look, mean, Immortal suddenly blew them out of the yeah. water with everything they were offering. Like, well, yeah, awesome when now. you look at, you can tell a difference between a CFX mask, Shatter FX mask, Basement FX. Immortal FX, but Immortal is like the only one that looks more realistic than all the other guys that are out there. Yeah, yeah. The veins, the blood, yep. the ju- yep. just the detail, just the detail that they put in these masks. Yep. And now, since like all the new, all the silicone companies are going to that platinum, it just seems like uh, the silicone see, is- and that right there. You brought up a thing. I didn't know this at first when I started even dabbing in silicone. I did not know there was two different types. The type. Oh man, I didn't know that there was. You know, let me guess. You you had some wonderful nightmares. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, again, I don't know how from I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Immortals catalog and some of their masks. I've seen a lot of their products throughout but, the years. Um, again, I don't know if you've seen any of our stuff on Dark Carousel, um, but my character, Mister Sweets, uh, I wear the Whispers mask. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with that. I wear the Whispers mask, and the original one that I bought was the purple variant. Which it's on their site still, um, but mine. Is that the one with the teeth in the eye. No, whispers? no, the whispers mask doesn't have any teeth or anything like that. No, nothing, no teeth. Um, but what any, does it look like? It is. It looks like an old man. Yeah, old man with a painted. But literally, face. it's called. Gotcha. The, yeah, it's literally called the whispers variant. You can literally find it in the clowns and stuff. But needless cool. to say, uh, mine over the three years that I've had it, I have a big head. It's not big. It's a, he has a melon head. <laughs> and when I originally purchased it, 
Andrew told me in an email, he goes, hey, he goes, I'm just letting you know, this is size up to, it'll, it'll stretch, it's fit for 24, but it'll go to 25. And I said, well, I think mine's roughly 25. He goes, well, you should be fine. Well, within the first few weeks of having it, you know, it tore on the neck a little bit. Not not huge, but just a little one. Well, I messaged him, and he says, well, you have a big head. He goes, I'm not trying to be rude or nothing, but you have a big head. So, anyhow, he told me where to go, which smooth on, which smooth on goes to Silpoxy. So, Silpoxy is, again, that's what exactly a mortal uses to repair their stuff. Long, long story short... As I got, again, into my third year of wearing it, I mean, the power mesh was starting to wear through. The paint was just looking like literally this clown was grungy. I mean, don't wrong. That's awesome for acting, but I wanted to revive it and make it look good again, even though I was still keeping that grungy look. I didn't know that they used, uh, what was it, 10? The 10 Platinum on on that mask. Because it was an older variant, platinum just I guess recently came out. I guess so. Well, see, the deal is platinum's been around almost as long as tin cure. Um, supposedly, I mean that's the story I was told. But uh, as far as I know, um, platinum's been used for just fifty plus years. But it, it was toxic because they were using like cadmium yeah. as one of the, uh, the I just want to say the catalyst or some shit like that. So. That's about well, how I've come heard, how come most that. how come most mass companies are just now using it though? Because when you read about it, if you uh, like get into the fine details, a lot of them are just now touching it. Right, it's because it's twitchy. Tin, uh, most tin cure systems are almost impossible to fuck up because well, a lot of it it's the moisture reaction aspect. It's pulling in moisture to help it cure. Whereas tin, it's really sensitive. Uh, excuse me, not tin. Uh, platinum, sorry. It's a lot more sensitive to oils, uh, to sulfur, to anything like that. Um, Big Smith, for years, have been testing several different types. And uh, he was telling people about it, and I was taking his course at the time, that um, there was one type that was a, a platinum that was absolutely gorgeous when it was done because you could throw in some flocking and tint here and there, and it would be really close to flashstone. The pitch was he was working with foam latex about a yard away. Yeah a yard away and it still refused to react. See, and this is so, this is where my problem was. When I went to go I bought all from Smooth On, I bought all the paint and it was platinum mm-hmm. platinum stuff. I didn't know the, the at that time I didn't know that there was two different ones. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. Well, when I went to go paint the mask, it would not take the paint. It never dried. It never dried and it was tacky and I was getting mad. I was like, dude, what am I doing? So I even messaged Andrew and I said, Andrew, I said, dude, can you help me out? I said, I'm trying to paint this and he never answered me back. So I was like, whatever. I was like trying to figure this out. Well, I started researching and researching and trying to figure out what and then all of a sudden I read there's two different types. Yeah. I was like, great. So after I did all that, I had to go back through and wipe it off the best I could. I took a little bit of uh, the tallene, gently just slowly took the old, the stuff that I put on, got it cleaned off, let it set for several weeks, and it came out okay. I got it finally done. So then right. I went back and I researched some more, trying to figure out, well, what do I do to get this to actually dry? So some, right. some dude on eBay, or not eBay, YouTube, I'm sorry, YouTube said use baby powder. When you're painting, even though 
it'll take some of the shine out. It'll make it have a more matte look when you use the baby powder. When it starts getting that tacky feel, throw a bunch of baby powder on it. And that if that'll help you if you don't want to go back and actually purchase a whole new mask or whatever. Okay, so I tried it. It worked. <laughs> okay. Don't get me wrong. It, does, well, it is not pretty. It's not pretty, but, again, it's a dirty clown. Right. So. Right. Well, talcum powder has been a standard in the industry when it comes to um, blotting oils from makeup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my only concern on something like that is the buildup. It, it, it becomes very thick on top of the fact that baby powder for a long time had mica in it. Yeah. So anytime you use it, you get a shine. That's why it had to be translucent powder. Yeah. There's nothing in it other than just powder. But, ah, dude, if it works, shit, you know. I'm, there is a, a matting agent that you can get that will supposedly cut the stickiness yeah. and the shine. Well, Smooth On has, like, if you literally, Smooth On's website is so huge, you get lost. I know. So <laughs> as you're trying to find these painting products, there is a chemical that you can buy that actually will make it matte. But I haven't mm-hmm. ve- I haven't ventured that route yet, and I need to because, again, I like to I don't want to have to keep buying six seven hundred dollar mask. It's a lot of money for just yeah. uh, just a simple you know, paint job. I want to learn how to just paint my. We're own. not rich, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and with the economy these days, everything keeps going up. So, but anyhow, I recently yeah. this year uh, when I got my tax return back, I bought another Whispers variant, but it's called the Nightmare. So okay. it's the same face, but just a new paint job which is it's great and everybody loves it i mean i my first photo, photo shoot i did with it everybody was going nuts and saying dude that is awesome. awesome so again if we're able to ever get together or whatever this is like some of the stuff i'd like to just go over just learn some of this stuff yeah, and, yeah. Get, and get as much knowledge as i can especially while well, you're in town my thing so. is, if, if we do get together have a pen and paper handy I, I got a I got a bad habit of throwing out a lot of information very quickly. And, <laughs> hey, that's, that's fine. You know, if you're not keeping up, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, we are we are great listeners and we are great writers for the most part. <laughs> again, awesome. again, even if I can't retain it all, it's still the fact that it's good to have just to see the visual and just hands on and just sitting down and just getting the experience itself talking with people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think our our biggest thing is to get started on making. Um, full mask is just like the head forms and the molds and stuff. I mean, sculpting yeah. is sculpting. I mean, you, you everybody right. has their own technique. Sculpting, sculpting, but to right. get past the sculpting part, that's where we get lost. And you know, people at Land of Illusion, I've asked thousands of times, right. like our makeup artists, like you guys know what you're doing. Like, please, like I, like I, I, we really need this help. But they, they say, yeah, they'll do it, but then they never do. It's because it's like it's a hidden secret for them, and they don't want to tell nobody. Yeah, <laughs> and like we've watched YouTube videos, but YouTube videos just don't do justice. Yeah, at all. All right, Vinny, me and Rocco are gonna come down. We're gonna hook you up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, gonna just, we're gonna fix you right. You know what I mean? We're gonna yeah. give you the scope. Yeah. You got all the shit, so nobody can pull that kind of garbage on you no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, Rocco. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Got to figure something because definitely it's one of the things I'd like to move forward and start learning this stuff because again, Dark Carousel Productions, we we've sold a few masks, you know, here and there, nothing major, uh, mainly just to some of our haunt friends and stuff. And I'd right. like to venture out more and get in because again, me and Arthur, we're we're our stuff is not great by all means, but yet we are very 
particular when we make something for somebody like we critique it and we constantly come down on ourselves and like dude that no we we gotta fix this we gotta do that i don't like well, it well enthusiasm will carry you a long way well. and allowing yourself the chance to transition <clears throat> you know it's really hard we're taught to beat ourselves up not to hold ourselves up yeah i'm part of what i like to try and teach people because i've been teaching for Jesus, 25 almost 30 years now um <clears throat> Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Bob Kelly. Uh, he was a makeup artist in the fifties. Did anything from um, uh, Car Fifty Four, Where Are You, <laughs> to um, McHale's Navy. I mean, he did a bunch of shit. But he was yeah. the key wig maker uh-huh. uh, for a lot of those and whatnot. But he and I had a class that we ran. Uh, and just a quick sidebar: Bob Kelly Productions provided all the wigs. Uh, I don't know if they still are, but for every episode oh, of Saturday Night Live. I know Bob Kelly. I had to Google yeah. him for real quick. Okay. okay. He's, he's been uh, been passed away now for probably about, Jesus, almost 15 years plus. But he was a good guy. But we had a school, and we were trying to teach a lot of that, like prosthetics and stuff like that. The, mm. the bitch is advertising for stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. It's for me, when I first started in the industry, nobody's out there to, to teach you, or they weren't willing to, or if you wanted to learn, then you had to pay a huge amount of money and move yeah. to another state. Yeah, like Tom Savini's uh, school. <sighs> to, to be specific, it's the Douglas Academy. Okay. And Tom, who I've had some, uh, I don't want to say run-ins, but I've had... Uh, personality issues with at one point. Um, don't need to go into details. Uh, uh, I understand he'll walk, <laughs> and he'll walk through and go, hello, oh, I'm Tom Davinus. And then somebody else teaches the class. So yeah. I don't know, you know. Oh, no. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's too big now. I, I try not to do that. My wife will kick me if I don't fuck that off everyone here. I don't get like that. Ma'am. Oh. No, just like just looking back on like, for instance, we we started our podcast uh, about four years ago and we didn't know what we were doing with it. You know, it was it was a hit or miss. So we just just to think where like we became where we were before we were like right now we're in uh, Steve's basement right now where the studio is at and where it was then to what it is now like we actually have an actual studio and then off to the left of us we have our production part it's just it's just phenomenal to think on where we started and where we're at now and when you look back on where you started and look back now like what what goes through your mind holy shit i'm still alive Um, well, yeah, holy shit, I can't believe I made it. Um, for a long time, I had a dream of being in the film industry. Yeah. And after working on several films, I realized that's not actually where I wanted to be. I want to be a sculptor. I want to be a painter. I want to be somebody who can make shit for films and let somebody else take it and spend 14, 20 hours on set and, you know, lose sleep and all that shit. Yeah. Man. That's that's kind of how it started for me. Is seeing a lot, like I said, like Man of a Thousand Faces, and mm-hmm. and seeing a lot of the behind the scenes and Mission Impossible where they change their faces. And yeah, stuff. I kept wondering how the hell's that done? How the hell's that done? And I started reading up, and then um, I think it was I was around twenty when I started um, 
meeting more people. I was living in uh, L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started to meet more people who would direct me to materials and tools and stuff like that and books and whatnot. And uh, that was about it. Just, again, lots and lots of time spent. Yeah. practicing and that's what i love about this because um we just we stopped doing the podcast for about a year <clears throat> not a year about probably about the end of october we did our last show and um we weren't doing audio we were doing the video stuff and we, we were, were doing po- we were doing live shows <clears throat> for, the, for the first three years on facebook but and when you have twelve thousand followers and you know people nice. watching you here's the thing how come only three are getting to watch you yeah so it was huh. That was that was the weirdest thing we couldn't figure out. So finally, we realized Facebook was just like blocking everything for some reason. And then we reached out to other places that we've worked for because uh, we worked for Hellfire Radio as well, doing stuff for them. And they were telling us, like, guys, you got to know Facebook algorithms. You got to know how they work because if you don't share, yeah, share, share, they block everything. Yeah. And I was like, even if you pay. Yeah, they just block. So therefore, a lot of your followers or viewers don't really see your post. No, no. And I was like, yeah. okay, we got to go a different route. So that's when we decided to do the this. We Spotify, started, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the art. We did we did one season already, and um, it was it was all right. We didn't really find our niche yet, and for some damn reason, we never thought of just talking about haunting. Like why? Why? Oh, why? Dude. Why didn't of, of just him and I together is fifty years of haunting? Why the fuck aren't we sitting here talking about haunting? And all right. of a sudden, we started messaging. Um, we got a hold of uh, Haunted Overload over in New Hampshire. We recently today we talked to uh, the Field number of one, Field of Screams, the number one haunt in America right now. The owner of that, and just so far with all these interviews we've been doing, each and every person has. St- a different story, but at the end of it, everybody's basically the same because the haunt family, the haunt industry is just a just passion a for it. Huge. I just, we just love listening to people's passions about haunting and about horror and about just, just the nostalgia of just where everything started for them. And so far, what we've got so far, it's just been brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, like, for me, it was, I just jumped into haunts because. It seemed like a logical progression. I wanted to do film, and I uh, couldn't find a lot of it, so I started doing that. And, wow, shit, I can get paid to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, that helped. Um, and the main thing for me is uh, I'm considered a weirdo. I'm a wacko because I create monsters, because I make gruesome stuff. I run around with pieces of meat hanging off my face and shit like that. <laughs> and I wanted a family that they weren't going to go, oh, you again? You know? Yeah. Oh, you're wearing the same shit? Are you, oh, oh you're, you know, whatever. No judgment. None. And when whatsoever. I finally got that, it was like, holy shit, I finally, I'm home. And, and, and it's weird because it's like the the normal people, I'm, I'm doing my little fingers, uh-huh. normal people, they look at us like you just said, we're fucking weird or we're just like, what is wrong with you? Yep. We live and breathe Halloween every day of our life, and it's not even just Halloween. Exactly. It's horror. It's just, it's the the just the nostalgia yeah, of everything. And see, and that's like our it's a lifestyle. That's our biggest passion and dream is one day to own our own haunt, and to do oh, that, dude. and to do that for a, a career. But we've I've invested so much time and money just in this studio <clears throat> alone, trying to build it up to where I can even get to a level 
to even be considered taken serious by an investor or right. somebody. I mean, I have a file cabinet of haunt ideas. It's just ridiculous of all the layouts of all the haunts that we would love to build and just because we yeah. to this day we still mm-hmm. try to find even just local haunts that would love for us to come out and actually run their haunt for them and let them just be the owner, yeah. sit back and collect. But just a lot of these people just are either lazy about it and don't really care. It's just a quick money thing for them. They don't they don't want to put the time and effort. Yeah, to- we we had one haunt that offered us a gig, um, which was All Hallows Eve Terror Town in Williamsburg, Ohio. And um, okay. we, we went out there, and they gave us one night, basically. Show us what you got. Okay. Well, we blew their fucking mind in like three minutes. Yeah. It didn't take nice. much. We, they have a, a, what do you yeah. call it, like a big group meeting right before everybody comes in to get all the actors pumped uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. The owners are sitting up on this kind of like a podium type thing, talking out over the crowd, <clears> of the crowd <throat> of actors. And uh, their manager nudged them because we, we, we take this stuff so serious. Most of these kids are joking around, jumping around, acting stupid. Well, we didn't want to be a part of it, so we stood off kind of the st- side, and we were already dressed, ready to roll for our stuff. They just weren't expecting. <laughs> he, <laughs> <How> turns, <laughs> he turns, because the manager well, nudges him, and he looks at us. He goes, holy shit, that's what I'm fucking talking about right there, and he points at us, too. Well, everybody stops laughing and joking <clears throat> and looks at us, and it went dead silent, and he started praising us. So then later that night, as we're in our scene, we didn't even know it. They snuck in with a bunch of investors, snuck in with the crowd, and we're going to town, you know, acting and killing it. Well, after right. all the people walked out, there they were standing, and they their jaws are dropped. Yeah, they're dropped. Well, they're, they're, a, uh, they're right. a full contact hunt. You know, anything goes. You can actually yeah, grab people. You can waterboard them. You can do whatever. So it's an old 19th century hunt cowboy themed and stuff so like mine and mr sweets theme we're they they looked at us as clowns so they right. didn't they didn't want no clowns so like all right well we're gonna we're gonna switch it up for you guys so he was this psychopathic uh insane asylum patient back in the 19th century and i was just this basically kind of like a plague doctor but i was more into like lobotomies and stuff and the little skit we had fun stuff yeah fun great stuff the little skit that we had, um, I was basically like waterboarding these people because they, they didn't give me any instructions on what to do. They, they said, just, said go. just go. I'm like, all right, well, you fucking asked for and it. And awesome. I did. And they came in and their, 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 their jaws were yeah. dropped. But here's the thing where they kind of screwed up. So after the night Uh-oh. ended and stuff, they saw us and they asked us to basically, you know, we want you guys basically to run it and run the, 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 the haunt aspect. We'll give you from from Middletown, Ohio to Williamsburg is about an hour and ten minutes. We'll give you fifty dollars a weekend to come out. I laughed. Well, a weekend? He's like, yeah, that's all we can offer. I uh, said, well, and, and 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 a weekend includes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just well, just Friday and Saturday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Friday and, and Saturday. And then he <laughs> wants us to literally not only run the haunt, but he wants us to train all the actors and. Like for fifty bucks. Yeah. Fifty. Is it fifty bucks a person or fifty bucks total? Fifty bucks total. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I we I, I laughed at him. I told him I said, dude, this ain't a joke to us. I said, literally, you guys, because these guys claim that they've been in the haunt business since they were kids, because their dad owned a haunt or whatever. And I said, honestly, you guys aren't haunters. No. I said, you guys are just in it for the money. And exactly to throw that kind of offer at me shows you you're not even serious about this because I know what you make 
at this haunt. I know what you make. When you're charging. They don't take you seriously. Yeah. If you're treated as a professional, you're paid like a fucking professional. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and he doesn't understand. I run numbers in my head all the time at work. And yeah. when he told me, I know how much they were making per night, per person. The average, really? the average per you know, the group coming in a night was almost, you know, two or 3,000 people to come into this haunt on a Friday and Saturday, and you average that out, he was making minimum, minimum $50,000 a night, and you couldn't pay me a base salary to come in and run your haunt for you? Cheap bastard. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's when we just, you know, we didn't, like, go off on a guy. We, we respectfully declined his offer, and we basically nudged him and said, like, fuck you, in a way, and we went back to our old haunt, which right. is Land of Illusion, and it's not... You know, it's honestly, it's a it's a resume builder there. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a beautiful haunt. It's it's massive. Yeah. A bunch of decent people out there, but Land of Illusion is more of. The, I don't want to dog Land of Illusion. They're they're going out of haunting. You know, they're they're still doing haunting, but they're doing like amusement park. Yeah, stuff. they they're concentrating. Right, they're more about entertainment factor. Now. It is, oh, and that's one. what they're moving forward on. They're yeah. trying to put hotels in. They're trying to put entertainment, which complexes is going in. great for them. I mean, I'm not dogging them whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, Brett Oakley, the owner of Land of Illusion, is doing absolutely wonderful yeah. for himself. But when in, when it comes to actual haunters, the passion's gone. The passion's gone. It's not. Yeah. It's not there no more. And unfortunately, some there's honestly out of out of like. 260 actors out there there's probably at least a handful of true haunters that actually give a fuck and but yeah i mean that's that's part of the problem with being in a haunt in general is uh the same malaise that runs into everybody which is staffing yeah yeah uh you're going to get the weekend teenagers (laughs) until they realize how much work it is and then everyone else who's been there has to end up Carrying the load, so yep. to speak. Yep. But yeah, I mean that sucks, dude. You guys deserve to get paid a lot more than that. Well, that's why uh, we. I've had uh, the same thing happen various times. Um, not only, uh, yeah, I would go in there as a twofold. I go in there to not only I can help you design and lay out the full makeup room, make it as efficient as possible, train your makeup artist and run it for you, and be a queue line performer. Yep, absolutely. And I was offered twenty five a night. Yeah. See. At Lane. No, 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 see you. Have a nice day. Bye. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> see, the key thing is that we at, were professional in our responses. That's important. Yeah. See, at Land, we're roamers. We, we used to work in the houses, but we got tired of killing ourselves for eight hours a night. Sweating and, our yeah, fucking okay. balls off. So eventually we said, you know what? We're leaving the houses, and we became roamers. We started roaming the park. Start and, sliding. And we start sliding. We actually were sliders, too. We also slide a lot. Awesome. So, so we, as roamers... Love it. We for free to do what we want. Plus, I love interacting with people. When I'm in a house, I don't have time because those lines are constantly pumping people through. There's no photo oh, yeah, opportunities. I that's why I like being a queue line performer because I get to see them coming and going half yeah, the time. Yeah, and get to interact with them while they're standing there trying not to look at their yeah. wristwatch and shit. Yeah. So, and again, with us roaming the whole entire park, running around, I can read people better. That's a lot of walk. It is, but you know what? It's also a great way to stay shape. <laughs> Flat yeah, out. No shit. No shit. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times, and I was like, man, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm old. I'll be 60 in August. So it's the kind of thing like, like damn, man, I, okay, I can do that when I was 20, 30, hey, maybe. Hey, I'm, push, I'm pushing 40, so, I mean, I understand. <laughs> okay. 
but it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm the youngest. I'm 30. <laughs> I'm the young one. Uh, it's whatever. But uh, but definitely yeah, Scott. Yeah, got a long run ahead, Sonny. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we definitely appreciate you coming on and joining on the show today and talking with us. Yeah, and we would no love problem. we would definitely love to have you come down to the studio and show us some of your brilliant work and how to do things. And honestly, we'll probably set up a date don't to do that. Stop! Stop! Don't stop! Don't stop, right? so, but uh, it's definitely sure. fun, and uh, I'll uh, yeah. snag our snags here. Arthur, he will uh, definitely keep up with you and uh, get with you, and we'll try to set something up. Yeah, and then this episode will come out. Let me look at my calendar real quick. Um, calendar will come out on June thirteenth on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. So, and then I'll inform you when it comes out send you the link and stuff and we'll go from there. And honestly, if you could, you don't have to make like a 15, 20 second video on who you are, what your company is and give a shout out to dark carousel podcast. And then like the day before the haunt, not the day before the haunt. I'm, I'm thinking I got home. <laughs> the, 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 the day before the show, I'll post it up on our Facebook to get the crowd entertained and ready to go for the show. Sounds awesome. Sweet. No on that. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Scott, for, um, letting us talk to you man oh uh, no problem brother all it's right fun. absolutely Again, i want to share as much information and as much love for this industry as possible because we're not carny nope. we're good people just trying to do something that's fun yeah. absolutely well i appreciate it so much again and we will definitely stay in touch all right brother all right thank you so you much both have a great evening you it's too been a pleasure absolutely thank you so much all right we'll see you take care bye-bye Man, Scott from Morbid FX, he came in clutch, man. What a great guy. Great, well, great. Well, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I'm glad he, you know, is willing to actually meet up with us yeah. before he and has to local. head out. And he's local. He's only, like I said, an hour, half, two hours away. Shit. So that's the good thing. You know, he's willing to come down, Guys, hang out. Again, it's Morbid FX. See, that's the problem. That's The only problem is I won't be able to learn it because I'll be too busy, interested, in just his, just listening to him on Dude, just, just talking to the guy. He's so humble. And, yeah. his, and he's, his enthusiasm is fucking through the roof. And the fact that he helped create Celebrity Motherfucking Deathmatch, that, that blew my mind. I mean, I'm going through this stuff. I mean, this guy's been a part of movies. He's been a part of just so much stuff. He's done it all. God damn it. He's done it all. What the fuck are we doing, sweets? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But again, it just sounds like he's got a lot of good connections. And then the fact that he bit his tongue about Tom Savini. <laughs> he said no comment. He's probably fucked He's like, guy. my wife told me not to say mean things about people on the show. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome because it's like he knew it was coming. He knew we were going to bring it up. Oh, that's so See, funny. that's wild because, you know, we, we don't know a lot about in depth of that stuff of schooling and stuff. This guy's been doing it for years, and he said and, he never did schooling. And which then the funny thing is, he's awesome. he was doing it before Tom. Yeah. And then like when he said he, he said he's been in person in person with Tom. Tom comes in the class. Hey, how's it going? Doesn't even run anything. Just leaves and <laughs> no, lets somebody else run that's the class. Not how you do it, Tommy? I mean, don't get <laughs> wrong. And like I told him, I understand Tom Savini is a millionaire. Yes, I understand that. You know, you've done movies. You run an awesome school. You are a name, and that's the thing. You're a name now. He made his name. You made your name. Yep. So now you run your schools with your name, and you pop in. And I've seen YouTube videos where you pop in, and you say hi to everybody, and, and you know, hopefully but, you, but now we know it's not just like that all the time. But now we know from other people that know that it's not, he's not actually there full-time teaching. He's there. He just pops in and out. So again, in my and like this gentleman here, Scott is like willing to 
go out of his way and teach people and show people things. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, again, as much love you can give this guy and prayers for his family, go to this page. Go buy one of his items. Um, yeah. I know he has a bunch of cool stuff on there, like ornaments and stuff. And, and that's the good thing. And it, it's, a, it's not like him. your normal horror or haunt shop. He's got all these little trinkets. He's got all different things. Yeah, and and it, just because he has no like massive mass produced or whatever, just a story. It's unique stuff. We just heard. I would definitely buy from him. Yeah. Just not not even just that. Just the fact of. Now we know what this guy is and how he is. How just I've never talked to him in my life, and yeah. I felt like I've known him forever. Yeah, man. Well, especially once we got into it, and then again, since someone screwed up a fucking time thing, I felt bad about that. That's my fault, Scott. My apologies. You're always making things difficult. Difficult. Remix. But no, I yeah, that was my fault. I I said I said. 6.30, and I, in my head, for some reason, I said, said seven. 7. But you know what? It <laughs> he was, was cool still, about it. He was cool about it. He was super nice about it. Excuse me. And again, guys, this is Dark Carousel Podcast. We talk about anything of haunt, horror, special effects, you name it. You know, we, I just, I can't, I can't believe You're we're here. You're always making things difficult. I know. Again, guys, I'm Snags the Clown. That's Mr. Sweets. This is Dark Carousel Podcast, and don't forget, we love scary stuff. You ever seen a grown man naked? You want to get to the point, mister? Now, what is it? What are you trying to tell us? Oh, <laughs> my mistake.